Hey, friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, Keep the Promise Ministries. We're on about a 10-minute countdown. So I just want you guys to pass it on. Tune in at 10 a.m. We're going to be talking about the hope of Christ. We'll see you then. So just want to say thanks for all you guys do. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, you know what? We're going to be celebrating Palm Sunday. So got a few minutes. Man, share this already. Give us some thumbs up. Give us some love. And we're going to jump on in and share a little bit. It's called Blessed Time 7. Let's do it. to pray for us we're going to jump into the word i hope you guys uh also i want to remind you guys if you have the you 
Bible app. Uh, Tim's been working on some cool stuff, and you can follow along on some notes there. So we're looking each and every week how to improve this because we want to just be a blessing and get the word to you. So Tanya's going to pray. Amen. I'm going to get set up, and we are going to dive in. God bless Amen. you. And that's the Version app, and you go to uh, the More button, and you look for an event, and you'll see Keep the Promise listed there at 10 o'clock. So we'd love to have you join us. It's got all the points, and you can you can take some good notes. So uh, we're excited about that. Um, so let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the hope that we have in you. Uh, Lord, as, as we celebrate Palm Sunday today, Lord, I know that we are not physically together, but as a body of Christ, we are meeting all around the world online uh, through uh, just just the ways that you make it possible for us to do that, Father, through technology, and we are so thankful. So, Lord, today, anoint uh, Pastor Buddy as he brings this message today of hope, of encouragement. Uh, Lord God, that it uh, it is something that I know each of us need, um, especially now during these uh, challenging times where we can be a light in the darkness. Uh, Father, so thank you for this message today. May we have ears to hear it and a heart that is not only receptive, but is ready to apply the truth that you share with us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you just tuning in, we are so excited to have you guys online. I pray that you share the message. Hey, if you could hear us loud and clear, give us some thumbs up, give us some hearts. So Tim knows that we are pumping this thing out, man. I appreciate everybody behind the scenes and you guys doing your part from home or wherever you're at through the app and stuff. Because you know what? We are pulling together. I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus. If we keep the center, the main thing, our eyes on the Lord, hey, all those other spokes, you and me and everybody else, we'll keep that wheel turning for Jesus. So happy Palm Sunday as we celebrate the entry of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Man, how many know it doesn't take long for things to change at times, does it? They loved him on, on uh, Sunday, and by Friday they were ready to crucify him. But we serve a risen Savior. So with that being said, I hope everybody is blessed, and we're going to go ahead and tune in. So today we're going to be talking about hope. And I want to come in maybe a little bit different angle and kind of break that out. You guys know how I love to, to break it out a little bit. But I want to talk to you about hope. That's something we all need every day, all the time. Now, I want to tell you this, that, that hope is something that it just keeps us moving forward, looking to what can be, what will be, and, and that's what I want to share today. So with that being said, I want us to take a look at over our life, how many times we just use that? Well, I hope so. Well, maybe so. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm not talking about that type of hope. I'm talking about our hope and trust being in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you really, I think in my life, sometimes I don't realize how loosely I use that word. But today we're going to tighten it up and we're going to look in to our Heavenly Father and remind each other that, you know what, we are not in this thing alone. So like I said, we'll go through life. Well, I hope so. You know, the doom and gloom. Or, well, I hope that doesn't happen. Or, or I hope that does happen. Well, regardless of, of where you're at, I'm going to tell you what. I want to ask you, where is your hope? We're going to be walking through that. Where and who have you put your hope in? And I, today, I know the first answer we would say for those tuning in said, well, it's in Christ. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But as we go through this, I hope that we can turn around and really hone in our hearts on what God's done for us as we celebrate this Passion Week. So if you're doing good, give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Let us know you're doing all right. So today I want to kind of 
break it out in four spots. If you're on the U version, you'll see the, the notes that Tanya put out there. But if not, you can write these down. I'm going to give you a second. Four points. And we're going to break out hope. And the first thing we're going to do is take the H for honoring God. The O to obey God, the P to praise God, and enjoy God. So that's where we're going to start out. And right now, I'm going to read our scripture. I pray that this right here, I want you to just calm your hearts for a minute and think about what this means to us as a believer. Ephesians 1.18, it says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. As I was putting this together, I read that and I said, man, that makes me feel like the old days with old Ric Flair when he goes, "Woo! let's go ahead and celebrate that because I'm going to tell you what, that's where our hope is in Jesus. So with that being said, let's go ahead and roll on over to our H and roll on over to being honoring God. I want you to hear this today. So when you think about this, I said it earlier, who is your hope in? God himself. Let's take a look at this here. Psalm 33, 20 says this. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. So right out the shoot, let's establish this, that you know what? If we honor God, we need to give him the proper place in our life. He's here to help us and to shield us. We're going through a crazy time in the world right now. I think everybody will agree. I've never in my 55 years ever experienced anything like this. But this does not take God by surprise. I want you guys to be encouraged that our hope is in Christ. He will be our shield. He will be our safe place. He is our refuge. So stay close to the Lord. Dig in the word and realize he is our help and our shield. How do we honor God? By trusting God. Let's roll through this. Got a lot of good stuff to carry, carry you guys through today. As Christians, we should live to honor God. Now think about that. You say, well, buddy, I know that. But before we receive Christ, how do we live? Probably to honor ourselves. It was all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. If you think back You'd probably say, you know, buddy, you're pretty close on that. I'm just saying from my, my end, when I think back before uh, I put my faith and trust in the Lord, what was I thinking? What was I, what was I living for? And, and I have to come back to this. I was living for stuff, and I was living for me. But that's all changed because of what God has done in my life and what he's been doing in yours and what he wants to do in all that call upon the name of Jesus. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this here. How much time... Do you spend with the Lord? I want you to think about that. Many of y'all that's, that's been following us for a while, you hear me say this. If you had an hour meter, an hour meter on your Bible, I wonder how much it would show up in the course of a day, a week, a month, a year. How often do we stay in the word of God? If we want to know about God, we got to go to his word to be filtering things through the word of God. I look at so many different things sometimes and I think, where in the world do people get some of the thoughts that they have? Well, surely they're not from the Bible. And the enemy wants to come and kill, steal, or destroy. He wants you to keep the Bible shut. God wants the best for you. So how much time do we spend with them? Hey, I pray that we dig in. And I'm not talking about every now and then. You know, I talk to people sometimes, say, hey, you've been reading the Word. Oh, I, I got a little verse that pops up on my phone. That's great. I'm talking about being a student of the Word of God. I'm talking about digging in and trusting Him. So when we look at this, I thought, man, this is amazing right here. I did a little, little checking stuff out. 
And we're looking at difficult times. And like I said, right now, we need to surely be praying for our country, our president, and praying for one another. I looked at this, this week, they said over 10, I think, let me look at my notes. I want to make sure I get it right. They said over 10 million Americans so far, this was as of Friday, 10 million Americans have applied for unemployment. And over 6.5 million just last week. But you know what? Let's hold on. Let's go back to our verse. What does it say up here? It says, Psalm 33, 20, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. God gives us wisdom and God gives us opportunity to sit with him in those quiet places and realize he is on our side. So regardless of where your situation is, I want to keep pointing us to, to Jesus. Look at this. Oh, I've been waiting all morning to get to this. I want to, I want to kind of park here for just a minute and share something kind of personal that, that God had really just poured into me this week. I want to talk about the beauty of a diamond. This week as I was praying, I was sitting back in the office and I spent some time with the Lord and celebrated some communion and I was just thinking, Lord, how do you want me to convey this message to your people? How do you want me to, to share this? And, and this is kind of the illustration that was just kind of downloaded in my spirit of that of a diamond. And I, as I thought about that, I said, boy, that is such a great illustration to share. You know, I want to walk you through this a little bit. Diamond is a precious stone, right? And what do you do when you put a diamond on? Ladies probably could help us out with that. You put that diamond on, first thing you do, you put it under the light. You put it in the sun. You, you go right under that light so that you can see all the different shining through and the different facets and things of that diamond. You say, buddy, where are you going with this? Let me tell you, that diamond is a gift, right? Well, the gift that God has given us, the Holy Spirit placed in us, kind of works in the same way. And I don't want to belittle that, but I'm just trying to connect the dots. Y'all work with me. As we walk with God, when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, we turn from our sin, receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior through the death, burial, and resurrection, and say, Lord, today I've received from my sin. Today, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. Come into my life, Lord. I want to walk this out with you. God puts his spirit in us. He deposits his spirit in us to seal us for the day when he comes back for us. So with that gift that he gives us, as we tune into the sun, S-O-N, we should be reflecting him to others. We should be reflecting him in our work, in our job. Hey, listen to this. I want to, I want to get close on this. We should be reflecting him even in the midst of a crisis. Amen? Even in the midst of a crisis. But that's coming from the relationship. We honor God when we trust God. And you think about that. Each facet of that diamond is just like a different section of our life. And as God turns around and shines on us, we start to see these different areas in our life that maybe we never saw before because we didn't take time or spend time in his word or seeking him to see how God wants us to handle different things as we move through this journey. I say it's a journey because this is not our home. We are just passing through here. I want to tell you that when you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that heaven is your home. Yeah, we're here for a season. But during this season, I pray that we are obedient to God and that we are being used by God. So we want to reflect him to others. Take a look at this. I said the sun reflects the beauty of the precious gift in you. Notice how you use S-O-N. I talked about that a little bit. But you know what? What else do they have when you go to a jewelry store? I was just thinking about all these things this week. You know, they have the, the lights. But also, when you put that ring out under that light, it has mirrors. What do mirrors do? 
they reflect. They reflect the greatness of, of what is coming out of that diamond, those rays. I believe that in our life that we should be reflecting. We are a mirror of Christ. I want you to hear that. You're a mirror of Christ. If you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, you are a mirror of Christ. You may be, you've heard this many times, people say you might be the only Bible somebody sees. You might be the only Christian that somebody knows to, to come to in a, in a time of crisis. But you know what? I pray that they come to us anytime and say, where, where do you have all this joy from? And you can point them to Jesus. You can tell them this is what God has done for me. That does not mean that we never have a bad time. That does not mean that we, we, we're running through this, you know, as Christians, this uh, pandemic, just like anybody else. But the difference is, and it should be, is that we should be shining our light as the sun shines on us. We should be multiplying that out and being a mirror of Christ. I just want to encourage us today with that. So look at this. I got stuck on diamonds for a while, man. The Lord was just pouring that in my heart. How are diamonds formed? When you look at that, you start thinking, man, how does that work? When I start digging in that, and I knew a little bit of this, but there's a lot of that I don't know, that's for sure. And diamonds are formed from the heat and the pressure of the earth's gravity. And I said, well, isn't that amazing? Our character is formed the same way, under pressure, when times heat up. The gravity of, of the earth, hey, the gravity of the enemy of the world pushing down on us. Not only when we get squeezed like that, what should come out is Jesus if we're filling up. So today, I want you to be encouraged as we're filling up on the Word of God. Let's look at this. And I said right now, and I've mentioned this every week in the last couple of weeks, I want to share it with you again. It is the greatest hour for the church to reflect the Son of God to the world. If we want to walk in hope, we need to honor God by shining for Him, reflecting Him. Here's the thing. He's our hope. And as we walk through these four, I want to call them attributes. I want to call it uh, four opportunities, I think is really what I want to say. Four opportunities for us to shine for Christ. Are you honoring God? How do you honor God? I pray today that we take a new and fresh look at this. The question is this. Are we willing to honor God? So often we just want to honor self. So with that... We can honor God by this, obeying God. First thing I want to show you here is that it has a lot to do with our attitudes and actions. People watch what you do, and they see if it matches what you say. Our attitudes and our actions speak so much louder than words. You've heard that since you were a little kid. How are your attitudes and your actions right now as we go through this time, this crisis, are you obeying God? Are you trusting God? Are you honoring God? I hope today that we take a few minutes and we look back through Scripture and, and just, just use this right here to build our faith. Take a look at this, Ezekiel 36, 26. And he says this, he says, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. Somebody click a thumbs up for an amen. I will take out your stony heart, stubborn heart, and give you a tender, responsive heart. That honors God. What do you mean by a responsive heart? When God says no, you, you say no. When God says yes, you say yes. How many times has it been you've got that, that, that nudge or heard that small, still voice, and you just keep on going? Holy Spirit is a gentleman. God doesn't hogtie you to do his, his bidding. He has a relationship with each of us to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And he woos us through his spirit 
to walk in the fullness of who we are and whose we are. I think I say that more than anything else, who we are and whose we are. So today I pray that as we take a little time and and reflect on the hope that we have in Christ, that we're encouraged in the word of the Lord. We should have a responsive heart. You know, the Bible talks about if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I pray today that as we look at this, we realize that we're a new creature with a new feature. But I will tell you this. We got a new heart, but the flesh still tries to rear up. So you know what we do? We tame it down with the word of God. We say what God says. We reflect what God says. We do our best to follow in the footsteps of Christ. We want to honor God and we want to obey God. Take a look at this. God has equipped us for the mission. God has equipped us for the mission. What mission is that? Well, there may be different portions of the mission, but I will tell you this. The mission is to share our faith with those that don't know the Lord. And with those that do know the Lord, I pray that we encourage one another. See, that's why I feel like we're so blessed. Even though now with the situation, with the quarantine, going around the world in different situations, we can still come together through the technology that the Lord has already blessed man with. How are you using that technology? Will you share the message? Will you click a thumbs up? Will you say, hey, you know what? I I was listening to this guy preach the word, and it's not about this guy. It's about the word of God going out. And you share it with somebody else. Do you know that can change somebody's destination forever? That can change the destination forever. It can mean the difference between hell and heaven. You have been equipped for the mission. Take a look at this. 1 Samuel 15, 22, many of you all remember this story, and I'll I'll go ahead and unpack a little bit. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience, you've heard this many times, is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fats of a ram. Many of y'all remember the story that, that Saul was the king at this time and he was going out before different battles and he was waiting on uh, the priest to come and then he was running behind in his mind. But see, I want to tell you, God's always on time. And so what happened was he did the sacrifice. He wasn't supposed to do the sacrifice. He was supposed to obey. He was supposed to wait. And that's why the scripture says, look at this. Let's read it again. What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and your sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? And it says, listen, listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and a submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Today we feel like, well, I'm giving and I'm doing and all this. But you know what? Maybe God just wants you to be still today and hear this message. Maybe God wants you to, to take this message and move forward with it. I don't know, but let me tell you this. You can't go wrong spending time seeking the Lord and obeying the Lord. And that's one thing I can tell you right now, that I have tried to utilize this time the best I can to maximize my obedience to the Lord. Do I do do perfect? Absolutely not. Do I desire to? Absolutely I do. So with that being said, let's go on to this. Let's go to the P. Look at this. I'm going to give you seven reasons, and there's many more. I'm going to kind of streamline this why we should praise God. Now, I'm going to tell you the first thing is because God is God. 
<laughs> that's what I thought when I was studying. I said, well, that's good enough for me. God is God. But I want to give you a few things with some scripture today. If you're writing some notes down, take a look at this under praising God. Let's unpack these as we go. The Bible commands it. Did you know that? Psalm 150, verse 6. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I remember listening to a guy preach one time, and he had been to the nursing home. And I can really relate to this because I remember this with uh, a lady that I was ministering to, and she had pretty much the same question. But I loved how this minister answered that, and I said, boy, that just, just really resonates in my heart. The older lady said, Pastor, why am I still here? My body's worn down. I've lived my life. I just want to go home to be with the Lord. And he looked at her and he said, say praise the Lord. She said, praise the Lord. She said, say it again, praise the Lord. And he pointed her back to this scripture here. He said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If we're here and we've got breath, we're here to praise God. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Praise brings us access to God. Look at this, Psalm 104. I'll give you a little piece of that right there. It says, therefore, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We know ultimately that the blood of Christ and the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord gives us total access to the throne of God. But what it says here in Psalms, as we're praising God, as we worship God, that, it, that, that he inhabits that praise and that we can come in boldly to the throne of grace. Think about that. When you have company or you have somebody coming over, isn't it great when somebody says, hey, I'm so glad to see you. Hey, it's great. I've been missing you. I want to spend some time with you. You know, I know for us, something that's very dear to my heart that we've been doing for, for some now, we, some time now, and we have a family dinner. We try every week to have a family dinner. It doesn't matter what we're eating. It's about the fellowship. I look so forward to my granddaughter coming over and, and my children being together so I could catch up on what's going on. Well, I'm going to tell you what, with God, you don't have to wait once a week, not just on Sundays or some days. You have the opportunity and the ability to come boldly to the throne of grace day by day, minute by minute, second by second. And I pray that you do that with your praises. Let's see what else we got here. Praises where God lives, Psalm 22, 3. Look at this. You say, wow, wait a minute, isn't he omnipresent? He's where we are all the time, absolutely. Yet his presence is especially intense in the atmosphere of praise. The Bible says it like this. God is enthroned upon the praise of Israel. A lot of times people say, well, I don't play music and I don't sing. Let me tell you, you can praise God by just speaking with him. You can praise God in the work that you do. You can praise God with the gift that he's given. You can praise God by, by sharing your faith. So don't let it be limited to just music or just singing or just playing the piano. You were created for community and you were created to praise God. Amen. Somebody give us a thumbs up there. Like a look at this. Praise promotes Productivity. How many people need some productivity in their life? I'm going to tell you what, the day will get by from us like nobody's business if we don't set out to really take a look at what God wants us to do. See, this is what we look at here. Does this mean, right, uh, let's take a look. It says, according to the word, the earth yields its, its produce in its presence of praise. Does this mean crops actually uh, are going to grow better when they're praised? Hey, perhaps. I think anytime we give God glory, we open the floodgates 
for blessings to flow. Whether it's healing, whether it's plants growing, whether it's a wayward child, a, a, a damaged relationship, hey, maybe a situation with our finances right now. I realize there's a lot's going on with the economy. I also want to just pause here for a minute and tell you this did not take God by surprise. That we're going to make it through. We're going to keep on going. That hope that I talked about earlier, think about that diamond again. I'm going to go back to that diamond one more time. When you got that diamond, you set it out so, so we can look at it and we can marvel at it. It's just like our hope. Our hope is set before us. But what happens with our hope is this. We grab that and retrieve that by faith and put that peace in our hearts. That's where our faith comes in. By trusting, by believing, by honoring God. And that's something to praise him about. Somebody... Man with the thumbs up. Let's keep on going. Whew. I know this for a fact. Praise chases away despair. Praise chases away despair. There's no better way to beat the blues than to change our focus and set it on God. This week, I've had the opportunity to try to reach out and do some different things. If you haven't seen some of the, the Kingdom Minutes, I pray that you look at those and share those. You can see them probably down at the, uh, below on uh, the Keep the Promise page or even at our website at keepthepromise.org. But I tell you that because we are trying everything as we seek the Lord to encourage each and every person we can during this time. We want to be a blessing. We use music. We use the teaching of God's Word. We use prayer. We use any avenue, I'm going to call it an avenue, to encourage people in the Lord. Look at this. Praise chases away despair. Here's another street on your avenue. Here's another turn you can put in. Here's another tool for your spiritual uh, tool belt. Right now, praise chases away despair. There's a lot of despair in the world right now. There's a lot of things going right now. Hey, I'm not blind to that, but I do want to encourage everybody that you know what? As we praise God, our focus comes off the stuff and comes on to the Savior. I want to encourage you this. Check out the news. Get the information. Don't live on the news. Live on the Word of God. Live on the Word of God. Stand in the promises of God. Cutting on through here. Got one for you here. It says, praise is an effective weapon against the devil. Come on now. We've got the sword of the word of God. Speak his promises over your life, over your situation. Stand in that. And say, Lord, I'm going to trust you with my finances. I'm going to trust you with my salvation. I'm going to trust you with all this. And this is something that encourages me when I go through a difficult time. I kind of have this buddy meeting, and I go, okay, okay, what's going on here? Lord, help me to understand this. And maybe this will help you, but it helps me. If I can trust the Lord to hold my salvation, to eradicate my sin through the death, burial, and resurrection, through the blood that was shed and poured out, through, through raising on the third day, sitting on the right-hand side of God, if I can trust God to hold on to my salvation for all eternity, can I not trust him with financial issues? Can I not trust him in my relationships? You better believe you can. Hold tight to God. Use the word of God. Praise God. I, I tell you, it's kind of interesting. I, I want to camp here for a minute. That it talks about how it's an effective weapon against the enemy. If you read in your Bibles, you know that Satan at one time, Lucifer was a worshiper. And the very thing God gifted him with is it just it gave him pride 
And eventually, it just came up where it just ruined his relationship with the Lord and he was cast out of heaven. But we have the opportunity to use each and everything that we got here, our praise, to turn around and encourage folks in the Lord. I can imagine that. Every time we praise God, I bet you the devil goes, oh, man, I had that opportunity and I blew it. Don't blow your opportunity. Use your opportunity today. Everything that has breath should be praising the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let me give you one more to run with out of the seven here. You ready? Here we go. It says, God is worthy. And the only thing I can say about that is amen, amen, amen. God is worthy. Now, I want to help you with this here. I'm going to slow down and, and, and speak to you individually if you just give me time. You are worth it. God sees your value, your worth. If you ever doubt, if you ever doubt your value, look to the cross. I often say this, when, when somebody purchases something, it's not about getting the best price all the time. They are willing to pay what they feel the value of that item is. You hear what I'm saying? They are willing to pay what they feel is the, the true value of that item. Look what God paid for you. Look what God paid for us. He gave his best. Jesus gave his life. So I'm going to tell you what. He is surely, surely, surely worthy to be praised. So after all that, as we honor God, as we obey God, and we praise God, let's take a little time to enjoy God as well. Not that you can't enjoy him alone the whole way, but I wanted to cap it with this. And I'm going to tell you why. I want to give you a few pieces of the puzzle as a reminder. Jesus Christ has restored our relationship back to God. Sin separated us. Jesus brings us back to that relationship. As we go into this week, I pray that we prepare our hearts. But not just this week. This is a special week as we go into Easter, as Resurrection Sunday's coming. I pray that we prepare our hearts because we know that we've been restored Back to that relationship with God the Father because of what he's done for us. I like saying it this way. Redeemed, bought out of sin and placed in his family. Man, placed in the family. To me, that really means something. All my life, family has been very important to me. My, my dad and mom, family was very important to them. I know it is with you too. And I also realize that everybody's family is not picture perfect. I'm not saying mine is at all. But I do desire to bring my best to the table to encourage my family. It's something about belonging. And God has redeemed us, bought us out of sin, and set us in his family for a time such as this. Keep on rolling. If you've got some scripture you want to write down, it's a great one. 1 John 4.10. This is love, not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Look at that. We read through that and we just brush through that. This is love. Not that we love God first, right? He came. He initiated. He gave his life. He just wants you to respond. What's keeping you from responding What's keeping you from responding today? Let's take a look at this. The atoning sacrifice for our sin. Praise God. I love this right here, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to hear that for a second. I use this most every week because it's a great reminder to me of who I was, but not who I am now. Oh, you do everything right, Pastor? No. Oh, you got it all down? No. I'm telling you what, 
I'm walking in a redemption of that atonement, just like each and every one has available to us. Look at this. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While, that's going to help somebody today, while we were still sinners, not when you cleaned up, not when you gave enough, not when you did all these things. See, it puts the burden back on Christ, and he carried it freely for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But you know what? He rose for us, too. That's what I'm talking about. He rose for us. Y'all going to get me hollering up in here? Ain't got but a couple of people in here. It don't matter because where two or more are gathered, there he is. Somebody say amen all the way from the back. Amen. Both of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love it. You ain't going to steal my joy, devil. Let's rock and roll here. Because of God's goodness, we can rest in him. How many people are not resting right now? We should be resting in God's goodness because he has made a way for you and me through Jesus Christ. I don't care what the crisis is. You put that in the forefront of your heart. You put that in the forefront of your life. Things are going to change. You let that diamond shine right there. People a lot of times say, buddy, well, you, you seem like uh, you don't get down too much. I'll be honest with you. I don't get down too much. I do get down occasionally. But I'm going to tell you what. I've made up my mind I'm going to trust God. I've made up my mind I'm going to focus on God. And so when the storms come and when those challenges come, I just keep on to Jesus. I just keep on rolling. But I take that time, just like I said earlier, to build myself up in the word of God. How often are you reading the Word of God? We need to be students of the Word of God, not just a casual deal, you know, lackadaisical situation. I want to know more. I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking about this when me and my wife were first dating. Every now and then she'd give me a little love letter. Man, I'd look at that thing and I'd read it. I'd smell it. I'd roll it over, look at it again, read it again, roll it over, check it out. Man, I couldn't wait to meet with her. How much more does Christ want to meet with you? How much more did Jesus give so that he could be with you for all eternity while you were yet sinners? Look at this. Because of God's goodness, we can rest in him. I love it. Take a look at this. We can be revived by his truth. If you hadn't picked up on that today, I'm feeling revived in the truth of the gospel message. The good news that Jesus Christ loves you, that Jesus Christ died for you, that Jesus Christ rose on the third day for you. And this does not take Jesus by surprise. I say this. I'm, I'm speaking primarily right now to this virus situation. But you know what? It doesn't matter because there's always something going on in our life. There's always something that we need to take to the Lord. You know what? I'm so grateful to be revived by his truth. But if you want to know the truth, you got to open the word. You got to read the word of God. Why would you not take a map why would you not use a GPS on your journey? Oh, I already know it, do you? You know where every pothole is? You know every detour? You know every speed bump? I doubt it. It's the same with our relationship in our lives. It has bumps, bruises, setbacks, speed bumps, detours, off ramps, on ramps. But I'm going to tell you what, when we're seeking the Lord, when we're using the GPS, as I often say, God's perfect standard, his word. When we open this up, this is a love letter from our Heavenly Father. This is what God wants us to know. See, the devil wants you to keep it shut so you don't know. But I'm here to tell you today, friends, you can know who you are and whose you are. And that right there revives our spirit. And we can be renewed in our strength. 
I don't know about you guys, but there's sometimes that I just pour out and pour out and pour out and pour out. But I tell you this, as I spend time with God, he renews my spirit. He renews my faith. He turns around and pours back into me. And let me tell you what, friends, you cannot pour out what you have not drink, drank in. So I pray that you're drinking this message in today of hope. Honor God. Obey God. Praise God. Are you enjoying God? Let me ask you that right now. Are you enjoying God? Are you enjoying your relationship with the Lord? See, that's the difference between religion and a relationship. Religion tells you what you got to do and the rules and it's all stiff and all these things like that. Hey, he came that we have life and have it in abundance. It's about a relationship. Does that, does that I mean, oh, but is Pastor Buddy's soft on sin? Absolutely not. Because if you read the word, he does not want us to, to put ourselves in that situation. He's made a way for us to be renewed in our strength. You know what? I know my son loves to work out and I see him pumping up. He's got those bands and he's pumping up and he's at the gym and he's pumping up and all that. But you know what? How much more do we need to pump up our spirit? How much more do we need to feed our spirit. You know, I, I, I love sweets and things like that, but I have to have to watch what I'm doing because after a while it shows up on our body. Just like anything else, just like sin and just like doubt and just like fear starts to show up in your body. It's not good for us. You're not designed for that. Fear not. Hey, he says in this world there's going to be trial and tribulations. But be of good cheer because he overcame the world. Renew our strength in the name of Jesus. I'm going to bring it on home. I hope you guys are doing well. Look at this here. As we take a look at our scripture one more time, I want you guys to hear this and be encouraged with that. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light. The light of his word. The light of his spirit. So that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he's called. God has called us into a relationship with his son. It says his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. God thinks you're something special. Regardless of what anybody else says, your heavenly father, the creator of the universe, says you are worth it. That ought to do something in your spirit right now. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe what he said, she said in different relationships. The past. Let me tell you what. Jesus came to set us free from the lie of the enemy and set us in the family of God. As we get ready to close this out, I'm going to ask Miss Tanya to play a little something for us. And I want to just speak to your heart for a minute. Something the Lord showed me, these three things as we get ready to wrap it up. As I was spending time with the Lord this week. I believe this is something that he just dropped in my spirit and I'd like to share it with you. We need to stop sipping on the living water but be drinking in the living water. Stop just sipping on it. Drink it. Be filled with his promises. Be filled with the grace of God. Lord also laid on my heart that we need to stop nibbling on his peace and start feasting on it. It's time for the church to fill up. It's time for us to fill up on that peace. And as we go to rest, don't just nap. He supplies. But be restored in the slumber he freely gives through his grace as he restores our soul. Friends, we have hope 
in Jesus. So as we bring this part of our service to a close, I want to ask you, where's your hope? Is it in Christ? Surely, we don't want to put it in the economy, in another man, in our title, in our jobs, any of those things. We saw firsthand in the last several weeks how fast things change. But I want to promise you something here. If your hope is in Christ, it never changes. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can know that peace when you know Jesus Christ. You say, what must I do to know him? The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means all of us miss the mark. We sin because we're sinners. We're not better than this one or worse than that one. Sin is sin. But let me tell you the good news, the gospel, the good news is that there was a price to be paid. We broke God's law. But Jesus came to fulfill the law. And Jesus came and lived a life without sin. And was the perfect Lamb of God. The perfect sacrifice. He poured out His blood for you and I. The life source was given. He died on a cross. And on the third day, He rose again. You said, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not connecting the dots. Ask the Lord to show you how much He loves you. Open your eyes and your heart to the cross. But don't stop there. Because as we go into this week, we see the next time we get together. And we're going to talk about how the stone has been rolled away. The tomb is empty and he is risen. We serve a risen Savior. The Bible says you can call on his name and he will come into your life and forgive you of your sin. I want to pray with you right now. And this is how simple it is. Doesn't mean that it cheapens it. It just shows you all the work was done on God's side. All you got to do is receive. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Turn from our sin, run to the Savior. And if your heart's open to that, just pray this with me and watch how God will transform your life. Dear Lord, come into my life. Lord, I turn from my sin. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I put my faith and trust in you, Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that you came and died for me so that I could be set free to live for you. Lord, I believe you rose on the third day and you sit beside God the Father interceding for me. Father, today by faith, I receive that gift. Friends, if that's you today, tell somebody. Tell somebody today, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You want hope? I just gave it to you. There's hope found in Jesus. You guys have a great week. We love you. We'll be checking in with you. Check out all the, the uh, different messages that we have on keepyourpromise.org. Um, please share the message. This is going to make a difference in somebody's life today. We love you. We'll see you. Bye-bye.